For all those fan bases that couldn't get there, Tony Basilio welcoming you to another edition of the winning, the winning, the winning choice. Live balls you wake up today are number one. Number one, can we hang a banner from Thompson Bowling Arena today? Because the Vols, ladies and gentlemen, are numero uno, numero uno, numero uno, not numero dos. Ladies and gentlemen, today in what ranking, Brian Hartman? Say it loud and say it proud, brother. The Ken Palm. Ken Palm. Ken Palm. So we come to you on a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Mondays. We welcome you to a Tony Basilio show. And as I was saying, my Tennessee volunteers are number one in Ken Palm. And that really is the story in sports right now, Bino. Do you agree? The major story in sports. The Vols number one in Ken Palm. Uh, it certainly is for me, Tony. Congratulations to your Eagles. I like them a Super Bowl. Nah. That's small potatoes. That's I echo that. Small potatoes, guys. Another day, another day at the office. You know, the Colts came very close to beating both those teams. Yeah, year. Bino. They beat one of them, and they lost by one point to the Eagles see in how that, November. See how that works, Bino? In fact, in honor of Bino's Colts, Brian, why don't we play this? This is in honor of Bino's Colts today. In honor of Bino's Colts, who came very close to beating both those teams this year. Put my Colts back in the tournament. They came close to winning a game or two. Yep. Really, y'all belong in the Super Bowl. You know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we were just, just think, just a few plays away. How good was uh, Temple University's Hassan Reddick being star? Temple University's Hassan Reddick. The defensive end from the Eagles who channeled, seven. channeled his inner Reggie White and destroyed not one, not two, but three quarterbacks from San Francisco yesterday. And, you know, I, I was telling somebody last night, and they said only you, Basilio, but I told Brian this today in a text. I found the Eagles game to be a little disappointing yesterday because I wanted to see a good football game. He's like, your team's in the Super Bowl. I said, yeah, I know. But it was it was like talking to my son last night. He was like, Dad, that was almost too easy, wasn't it? I said, that's how I feel about it. You should have to, like, earn your – well, the Eagles did earn their way, but it feels kind of fluky compared to what the can- uh, compared to what Kansas City had to do. You can only play who's in front of you. I know, but the NFC, Brian, and not that good. It's not their fault that those teams weren't up to par. I Dallas know. might have been the best, the toughest matchup they could have had. I know. And if they were competently coached, 
they would have been in that game, and it would have been interesting in the fourth quarter. But see, I'm I'm a weird, and I'm weird. I mean, make no mistake about it. Vino knows I'm a weirdo. Um, and I'm looking at yesterday's game, and I'm going, "This is the that's the best you can do." And why doesn't San Francisco have three quarterbacks on their roster? I mean, I'm the NFL, and I'm watching that. And then I watch the Bengals, and I mean, I'm just going to say this out loud. Ewad's guys, did they get a call, Bino, the whole game? One call. Well, they got more than San Francisco got. I mean, the 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 difference in those two games. First, I, I understand a little bit, Tony, that you got robbed of some drama in getting there it, it, it was like the, a team got sick and didn't show up for a championship game once Purdy was hurt they, they were done uh, the eagles were playing the best other nfc team the, the 49ers were better than than the cowboys easily i think but they but once Purdy got hurt they were just done uh the there were 15 flags, and it wouldn't make any difference. There were 15, I've never seen 15 flags throwing 11 going on one side. San Francisco got called for something, just about every possession, somehow. And in the, in the other game, it was just over-officiate. Those guys just would not get out of the way. They kept calling something on every play, regardless of who had the ball. Felt sorry he for never- uh, He was... The guy trying to make a play and was just a half step late and cost his team a football game. You've never watched an Alabama game, then? Um, I, I, I was think, t- I was talking about the NFL, Brian. I, yeah, obviously, well, they, obviously know what goes on in an Alabama SEC football game. It's like the, they were mad that that Cincinnati spoiled their plan to have a neutral site NFL test run in a championship game which is what they were going to do. And Cincinnati was bragging about messing that up for them. And then they said, okay, you're not going to get a call next week. It was really strange. And the, 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 the thing that turned everybody's thoughts on the officiating in that game was the do-over. I've never seen a do-over play since I was 10 years old in Glenwood Baptist Church Park. I mean – and if I'm Zach Taylor over there, I run on the field. I'm like, you're not doing that. We're going to keep our punt team on the field, and we're going to wait. No, we just played the play. You don't get it. What is this, wrestling? Did you miss your spot, and we're going to re-record the match? I, I don't know. It just seems I speak for America when I say I'm tired of Patrick Mahomes. I'm tired of his wife. I'm tired of his brother. I'm tired of him. He walks like a duck. He quacks when he speaks. He's a pigeon-toed goofball. I'm sick of him. And his fake injury yesterday, how he limps off the field, but yet in the spirit of the competition when he was running down the sideline there before the final field goal, he's running like uh, Skeets Nehemiah or something. Met Bullet Bob Hayes. I mean, what, are you kidding me? I mean, which is it? Are you hurt and you can't walk? Are you limping? And and then Ewad's guys got totally jobbed. I mean, the 72 Russians want their gimmick back. That wasn't just. 
And then what to say of the guy that commits the penalty there? What in the world are you doing? But, you know, how bad was that that Kansas City won that game? That was so bad. No offense to them. No offense. But America is now rooting for the Philadelphia Eagles. And for those watching the video presentation, I don't have a speck of green on today. I mean, who do we climb over? The Cowboys? Look at the NFC this year. Am I wrong, Bino? Oh, I, you know, I think the Eagles had the best team in the NFC, Tony. Uh, I do think the AFC was obviously better at the top than the NFC was. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, yesterday was just kind of a gimme once yep. Purdy got hurt. We heard I don't think San Francisco was going to beat him anyway. Yep. Uh, but it would have certainly been a much better game than it was. Look at the sack numbers for the Eagles. They're tracking for the, with the 85 Bears right now. And that's what they look like. They, it's un- this Hassan Reddick guy is unbelievable, Brian. He's eating people alive. It's like cannibalism. They were easily the best, most impressive team in the league this year from start to finish that I saw. Yep. They they lost two games because Hurts got hurt. Well, and they got play. Yeah, and they got kind of bored at the end. Yeah, yeah, and they really didn't need to win those games anyway. And back back to the Cincinnati game, Trey Smith and we like Trey Smith, but he got away with a blatant hold on that play where the poor guy hit the quarterback, hit Mahomes late. He, he sure did, Brian, on the front and, of that play. He sure did. And that guy played a great game up until that, and he kept his team in it. Just he had a, a very bad, and you got to call that hit out of bounds because he was way out of bounds. You got to call that there. But there was a lot of questionable things that went against the Bengals most of that game. How about the? And it's how about it's the, too bad. The hold they couldn't wait to call a hold on the Bengals. On on the on what could have been the definitive drive, and any time in the NFL, they, they in the playoffs they blow a hold. You're not overcoming that. Now I know the Bengals completed a third and twenty something at one point to to their tight end, but that's how those that's how referees stop drives. I'm no referalytics judd when it comes to this stuff, but that's how officials stop drives in the NFL. It's holding things. They kept adding seconds to the last. Bengal possession where what? it was 29, they put two more seconds Brian, back on there, that? and then they put two more seconds back up on the clock after Kansas City ran I a mean, play on the, on the last drive. Big Red, the Soviet Union the Soviet Union wants their gimmick back from 72. Where's Tom McMillan when you need him? Where's Doug Collins? It's ridiculous. And it's utterly ridiculous. And like I said, just thought the officials completely got in the way of that game. You know, Kansas City had a seven-point lead and got a long run from Pacheco that was about to put the game away, and they called it back with a hole, too. Ferdy Pacheco, uh, yep. They just basically got in the way uh, of that game. And that one possession with the do-over and then the pass interference right after that. Now, Kansas City wound up not scoring on that, but that that flurry of calls right there just basically made it look like that Kansas City was getting every opportunity. 
And then the Eagles game, you know, the Eagles scored. Uh, I just keep it real. Eagles' first touchdown was on Devontae Smith's. And this is, this is what separates the See, this Sirianni guy, he reminds me of Hypel. These are two really smart people, smart young coaches in control of my two favorite football teams. Really smart, really smart young coaches. That's what uh, Sirianni and, uh, and Josh Hypel are, two really smart guys. Very little gets by those guys during games. The Eagles, when Hassan Reddick turns the corner, and sacks Purdy, they called the incomplete pass. Okay, fine. The Eagles said, no, that's a fumble. They caught that. Immediately threw the challenge flag, got the ball. That's that's a big play in the game right there. The Niners, Smith catches a ball, the kid from Alabama, Devonta Smith, down to the six-yard line. On a fourth down. Now, the Eagles would have turned the ball over at midfield there. And Purdy was still in the game at that point. And, obviously, it wasn't a catch. I saw the play live. I'm like, that wasn't a catch. But if you don't challenge it, and this is not college football. If you don't challenge it, you're not getting it back. So, you either challenge it, or you don't. And what was weird was... Devontae Smith was down there going like this. He was going, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Before they look at this thing, snap the ball, let's go, let's go. He knew he didn't catch it. Well, it didn't look obvious until you saw that one angle that it hit the ground. When I saw it live, I thought he caught it. Uh-huh. I didn't see it come out. That's what separates us. That's what separates us. Being yeah, I was like, Brian, I... Uh, I, I I could tell by Smith's reaction yeah. something had gone on, but uh, in the shot we saw live, I just thought it was just an absolutely great catch. And it was an incredible, I mean, it was an incredible effort even to get near it. But the Eagles defense, guys, I mean, they are, when it comes to rushing passers, they are annihilating people. Now, the book on them coming into the playoffs was the easiest schedule in football. The two easiest schedules were played by them and the uh, Niners. They both had pretty generous schedules. Okay, fine. They destroyed, and I mean destroyed that Giants team last week and just rushed him like, I mean, I thought Richard Dent, Reggie White, and Otis Wilson were out there yesterday on the field. I mean, I was looking for Gary Fensick at safety and, I mean, I was just like, what in the world are these guys doing? I mean, they swallow quarterbacks. And here's the thing. I think most of America is sick of the Kansas City Chiefs right now. I think they were a fun little story several years ago. I think the brother's annoying, the wife's annoying, and the quarterback's annoying. I could be wrong. Kelsey's has gotten to be annoying, too. And Kelsey's annoying. And... The Eagles have been so dominant that their best receiver, A.J. Brown, has been quiet the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, he's had, he, I think he has four catches for like, total receiving yards in two games. How many? And I think 50 total yeah. in two games and no right. touchdowns. I think he had like 20 yards over the weekend Yeah, yeah, yesterday, two catches. They got him involved early with a couple catches, but he mm-hmm. never really had a big play. He hadn't had a big play yet. So I think America 
is sick of the Kansas City Chiefs. Bino, are you sick of the Kansas City Chiefs yet, or you want them to win another one? Well, I, I'm certainly for the Eagles, um, and I was for Cincinnati yesterday. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm no big Chiefs fan by any stretch. Uh, I, I do think that this will probably be a better Super Bowl matchup for the very reason you just stated. I, I think Burrow would have been wearing the Eagles front four all day long. Uh, I, I believe they would have just smothered him with the current state of Cincinnati's yep. offensive line unless yep. two weeks would have made a difference to them. And the truth is, the weird thing about them was, why don't they run the ball a little bit? Take some pressure off of him. I mean, he took a beating. If he took a beating with Kansas City, if they would have gotten by that game and gotten to the Eagles... People say, well, you know, you're just being a homer. Look, I sp- I'm trying to look at it both ways. I-, I just said that I thought it was taste great and less filling in terms of the the way that yesterday's game unfolded. Um, as a football fan, I don't understand the 49ers only having two quarterbacks on a playoff roster. I, that doesn't, I don't, I mean, the, <laughs> NF- the NFL ought to, the NFL should Expand rosters? I don't know. I mean, how, how can you have only two quarterbacks? And as soon as they brought that Josh Johnson guy in there, who I know from the XFL LA team, and he's he's been around the NFL for a long time as a backup. But I mean, that guy—no offense to him—but that's a stiff, stiff right there. And as soon as they brought him in, Hassan Reddick on the first play, Jawan Jennings went through. If you guys, well, I'm not picking at Jawan Jennings, but. He decided not to block him, and he just came in off the edge, didn't chip him, didn't anything. He just looked at him, and I mean, he about took the ball out of Josh Johnson's hands. It was the craziest thing you'll ever see, like a one-man wrecking crew. That's your champ. That's an NFC championship game? I'm sitting there going, that's your team? I don't know. As if I was a Niner fan, I'd be sitting there looking at that going, you know, we've, we've done all this work to get here, and this is what we have. i got to watch Josh Johnson. You know, they, they make deep playoff runs every year, it seems like, with three or four quarterbacks. They never can't keep anybody healthy. It's weird. And then the, the, and the worst that is thing. sustainable. The worst thing, guys, is they put Purdy back in the game, and everybody knew he couldn't throw the ball downfield because his elbow was all messed up. Bean, have you ever seen anything like that in the NFL? It was so weird looking. Yeah, it it, it was, Tony. Um, and you're right. I, I know they've they were on their third quarterback to start with, um, but still, you've got to go into that game making sure that you've got three leastwise able bodies. Yeah, I mean, get a guy off the streets for crying out loud. You know. I think they had already done that with that Johnson guy. But the NFL, the the second thing is, you know, we're living in an era where people don't trust authority, elected officials, authority, whatever. And then you watch the way that game was called yesterday. Like you said, Bino, a do-over down? A do-over third down? A do-over? That doesn't count. We weren't ready. 
Other thing we will discuss today, and by the way, 865-200-5402, if you have a thought on the, uh, on the thought, thought on the NFL, I just think America's tired of the Chiefs. They might be tired of the Eagles, I don't know. They might be tired of me. I, I don't know. Brian, you're tired of the Chiefs, right? You tired of it? Because- yeah, I, I, uh, a little bit. They kind of had that Golden State Warrior vibe, like, can we let somebody else win? But then again, the Eagles were about to win their second one in five years. I don't know how the Eagles have become a half, because they basically, like you do in the NFL, they basically turn their entire roster over. Different quarterback, different wide receivers, different running backs. Jason Kelsey's there, but essentially they're a different football team. I mean, it, Scott I'm not there, sure, I think. I'm not sure they have, from that team, I'm not sure they have... There's seven players that are holding. Seven players. I, I was going to say under 10. I was going to say under 10. Yep. And their coach is gone. Yeah. I mean, it is not like up there in New England where it was Tom Brady and the head coach all those years. Different head coach. That year it was a second-year head coach leading a team to the Super Bowl, and this year it's a second-year head coach leading a team to a Super Bowl. And- Let's be real. The Patriots benefited from a lot of calls, too, when they made their run. Not saying they weren't the best team, but they got some help along the way. And, Bino, was Jalen Hurts leading a football team when he came out of college to the Super Bowl as a starting quarterback? Was that on your Singo card, Bino? It was not, Tony. I I just didn't think that he threw the ball well enough. Uh, But he's, he's been a far, far better NFL quarterback than I ever dreamed he would be. And he wasn't exactly what you'd call stellar yesterday, but he didn't have to be. I mean, the Eagles just ran the ball. They were like, oh, okay, you guys can't you guys can't do anything. So, really strange game. Cincinnati game, again, was fantastic playoff game. That was a absolutely – people were, Tony, can't you enjoy anything? And I'm like, I'm, I'm going, well, I just wanted to enjoy the game. I mean, I'm, I'm glad my team's in the Super Bowl. And now you have two weeks to think about it, and, boy, I'd hate to lose Dandy Reed, who's just the king of awful challenges. There's never been a guy worse challenging. But the Eagles caught that fumble early in that game, which was just such a key play. All right, let's talk about the Vols. Number one today, first time ever in Ken Palm. Getting their due respect, Brian, I, I saw where Gary Parrish at CBS Sports has the Vols number five in his uh, current poll. Alabama still in his top five. And his justification is that Alabama has a better team. That's what these guys are saying now. What is um, Ken, uh, what is our boy Jerry Palm, not to speak of Ken Palm, but Jerry Palm, Jer- his cousin, Jerry Palm, he, he moved the Vols up to the one line, Brian, his latest uh, survey. No, he still has a number two. And what an imbecile. What an imbecile. What an imbecile. Just an hour or so ago. What? He still has him two, and he's got a potential second-round game against Duke. Can you lend a brother a hand, Bino? Who are his ones, Brian? He's got Purdue. That's correct. In Tennessee's region, Arizona. We Kansas. beat them! We 
wait a second. And no, they beat us. Go ahead, continue. Yeah. Purdue, Arizona, Kansas State, and Alabama still. Alabama? After they got hammered. That's almost like that game didn't even happen. Do-over. We get a do-over. Yeah, it's third down. You know, th- this is third, weird. Third down for what, Bino? That's what they should have played I the stadium yesterday. Third down for what? <laughs> He's got a play-in game. He's got Arkansas playing Kentucky and Dayton, which I didn't think you could have two SEC teams playing each other so early in the in the tournament unless there's like 20 teams from one league in the tournament. So well, I guess in a play-in game, unless, you can do that, Bino. Uh, you can in a play-in game? I, I, yeah. I, maybe they changed the rule on I don't know. That would make sense because if you if you go your twenty team deal, multiple teams get in. If those are the two teams slotted for that slot, I would think you probably because because you know they don't look at resume. I mean, they only look at resume. But, you know, they don't look at team names. That's what Jerry what, told me. Uh, what were the seating for the Arkansas and and Kentucky Brines? They are. For the other playing game that he has, okay, sixteen's playing in one side and like twelve's playing in the other. No, he's got their eleven seeds. The eleven seeds playing in Dayton, and he's got one of them playing six seeded New Mexico in the next game, and then one playing six seeded St. Mary's. Well, what's the other? What's the other side of the? Who are the other two playing teams? It's West Virginia and Virginia Tech. And all of them are 11s? Yeah, yes. It would make zero sense then, Tony, for them to play each other in Dayton. They should flip. One of them should play West Virginia and the other one right. should You're play. talking about a guy's bracket that has the Vols right now on the two line after they defeated a top-10 team easily from supposedly the best league in America, easily in their building. Could have been a 25- to 30-point win if the Vols didn't get bored in the last nine minutes. I mean, that's what we're talking about? Jerry Palm, lend lend a brother a hand? I mean, what are we talking about here? Maybe I'll be there to shake your hand. Maybe I'll be there to share the land. I mean, what do we have to do to get on the one line, this guy? So, Brian, if you want to invite him on to get vehemently screamed at and treated cruelly this week, uh, we can arrange that. Yeah, he's got Tennessee playing in Birmingham which is worth the winner of Duke, Maryland. He's got Alabama not in the same bracket, but he's got them as a one seed playing in the uh, in Birmingham, too. And they, they could potentially face North Carolina. You know, he's got North Carolina in Birmingham and Duke in Birmingham. So we're going to go through Duke and North Carolina, the, the Tony Basilio Invitational, in other words, to get through there. And then it goes Birmingham no, to where? Birmingham to where, Bri? What, Birmingham you... to uh, the, the, the south region is where he's got Tennessee in. So yes. the south Birmingham region is... to the next one. The, the regional final would be where? The 16. Uh, let's see. the south. Wherever they, they're playing the south regional at. Let yeah, because... because I was looking at it last night because if they go to Greensboro, it goes Greensboro to Madison Square Garden. And Tennessee feels like right now a month out, just talk, just talking to their people. They feel like they're either going to go to one of those two places. Is that the east, Tony? Yeah, that's the east. Greensboro. Yeah, that's the east, you know. So you would go Greensboro, 
some people think they're going to put either North Carolina or Duke over there as the 8-9 on the opposite side of that deal if you're the one seed there and make you have to play them to get out of there. So it's interesting that Palm has that. Tennessee prefers, just a little inside baseball, I wrote it on the blog today, but they prefer to go to Birmingham. The Not. South Regional is in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. The Midwest Regional goes to Kansas City. The East Regional goes to New York. And the West Regional goes to Vegas. Purdue, I think their preference, and if they're the one seed overall when this thing all shakes out, I think they get their preference. Is that how that works? I think their preference is to go to the South. Well, I think they they would all they want to start in Columbus and they would go to the, I think they would want Columbus, Kansas City. No, that would be the closest. Not what one I'm hearing. Them I'm hearing the they want to go south and then come back and play up there in Louisville for a chance to go to a Final Four because in Louisville, Louisville yeah, because they'll dominate right. that place, which is what That's you just told do. me is where the South is. So they'll, in other words, they will bite on the front end. They'll pay the pay the piper in order to get the 16 and the 8 in Louisville because they could take it over their fan base would that's where that's where so Tennessee and them are both kind of both Tennessee and them prefer to get to the south we'll see how it shakes there's a month ago now obviously Tennessee's path there are seven really challenging games coming up including one Saturday night uh well, you know, the the game at Florida is a seven-point line coming off what it was an emotional game with Texas. So that's going to be a real test for the Vols. The thing that blows my mind, and it really does blow my mind, is how great Zakai Ziegler is playing. I'm going to tell you right now, this guy continues to progress. He's going to walk out of here as the best point guard in school history. He's going to be a four-year player. He he is in the conversation right now for the most valuable player in this league, player of the year. Now, again, I was wrong about Jalen Hurts, way wrong, and I was way wrong about Sakai Ziegler. I didn't think he could do this full-time at his size. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it out loud. I didn't think he could do it full-time. Dead wrong. 100% wrong. Knew he was a nice player. Knew from the minute they got him, he was a nice player. Uh, when we started hearing what we were hearing behind the scenes about him. Never dreamed in a million years that you could lose Kennedy Chandler off last year's team. And and almost, you're probably better at that position right now in terms of who's starting. Because on the defensive end, nobody right now is doing it better than him. Nobody at his size. Nobody. Bino, am I lying? How, I mean, this guy had 10 assists and three steals the other day, 22 points and a win in that game. Met the challenge. All right. Frustrated his counterpart, who's supposed to be a, a all-league player on the other side, an all-America candidate, and just took him totally out of the game, being star, scoreless in the first half. I mean, come on now. Uh, it's just a great story, Tony. And like, like you, I thought Zakai Siegler was going to be a spark plug, a 20-minute-a-game player, um, uh, but uh, never the 35-minute 
floor general. Uh, it's just been it's been fantastic to see. Couldn't couldn't happen to a better young man. Like somebody's passing curiosity is what I thought Sakai Ziegler would be. You know, like a fun player you talk about, neat basketball player. This guy is turning into this. This guy's got a chance to be to put his put his name here. Walk out of here an all time legend. And it's starting to shape up where when you say who do you want to have the ball in the last thirty seconds of a game that really matters, it's starting to be his name that I would say I want the ball in his hands. He's hitting money shots for these guys right now. Money shots. You know, I want to know if if we're going to see the combo we saw Saturday night more going forward, or is that just going to be another one of his big games and then followed by three games where you don't even notice them? Well, if they were smart, well, not if they were smart. Because they are smart, but if I were them, I would feature him, call his number at Florida, and try to keep this thing going. I wouldn't try to beat him up on what happens on defense. One, I mean, I would try to keep him engaged. Now, I don't know what's going to happen, because the truth is, if you get anywhere close to that from him in these games of consequence, when you when, um, six weeks from now. When we're on here and we're watching this team. Tennessee's gonna cut the nets down. They're gonna win the whole thing. That's what's gonna happen. Bino, who's gonna beat the Vols if Olivia Cumwell plays like that? Uh, we we talked about it, Tony. The key to any kind of deep run will be someone playing above the level that we expected them to play whether it's Kamala, whether it's Phillips, someone like that to uh, to augment our, our major three guys that we expect to, to score for us. Um, I, I, uh, one thing that gives me a little hope going forward from Kamala's standpoint is this wasn't Texas Corpus Crispy. Christy. Texas <laughs> this Corpus was, what? This was te- Cor- I said Corpus Crispy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, this was this was Texas. I mean, I think I think we played Texas Corpus Crispy on the home non-conference schedule earlier in December. <laughs> yeah, if we didn't, we missed a good opportunity. Man, we, uh, and you talk about some maroons. A guy emailed me and he said, "Where was our bench scoring Saturday?" That's like me getting on here and bitching about the fact that the Niners don't have two quarterbacks. Can 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 anybody just enjoy a win? What's wrong with you people? Some maroon, Bino. Who's your bench scoring? Who's your dude? You just won a top ten game in your building. And how is that only the second team, second game featuring two top ten teams that it's ever been played in Thompson Boring Arena? Would somebody please explain that to me? You know, does that blow your mind, Brian? That blows my mind. Yeah, it it is kind of strange. And when you're scoring 27 from Kamwa and you've got 22 from Ziegler, you don't need. Right. You don't need bench scoring. What is wrong with you people? Some games you'll need it. You moron. Some games you'll get it. You moron. Because you'll need it. You moron. You don't need it. You moron. 
I mean, he make it from wherever you can get it from. He belonged, Bino, on our post game show the other night. We had some drunks and clowns calling, and one guy called. I mean, I grew up watching Lloyd Free play in the old uh, Philadelphia Spectrum. This guy jumped in my face and said, "You know, you know, ZZ is just like Lloyd Free." I go, "No, I guess. I mean, they're both black. Played point guard. One guy's six three and like real husky and." No, he's like, we'll be free. I'm like, dude, I saw that guy play in Philly. I said, I promise you that guy's over 16. No, he's not. I looked it up. He's 6'3". I'm like, Bino, I don't know just if you little, heard it. Just like, a, just like a foot difference almost. Bino, I don't know if you heard it, but there were some people that were, that were uh, shall we say, a little in the bottle Saturday night that were on here. Yeah, I, I actually looked up. Uh, I... I had an opportunity to see World Be Free play against the Knicks in Richfield Coliseum when nice. Bernard Ernie was playing for the Knicks. And, nice. And I, I looked. <clears throat> matter of fact, he hit a buzzer beater, beat him that night. I looked up. Uh, I was just like you. I looked it up, and he was six three. You know, if it had said Mudsy Bogues or something, that would have been. Uh, I, I I got that. I understand that. Nate but, Tiny yeah, Archibald. Yeah, yeah. And in an unrelated note, I was sitting there thinking. Not because of that call, but a good name for a basketball post-game show, late-night post-game show, would be World Be Drunk. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919.
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hi, I'm former Sheriff Amy George with 30 years experience in emergency services. I know how important it is to locate an address that's in need of help as quickly as possible. An LED light bulb has been developed and manufactured that glows red, white, and blue flashing light to be placed on your front porch and turned on when you have an emergency that will help the responding emergency services to locate your home as quickly as possible. You can obtain your LED light bulb at Mount Pleasant Fire Department and all of your local fire stations. For more information, contact Fire Department at 379-1005. 379-1005. Seconds counts. Get your light bulb today. I wish you and your family a safe and happy new year. 
Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Tony B. back with you, 865-200-5402. Phone lines are dead today. So if you want to jump in, jump in. Brian Hartman has something he wants to get off his chest. Uh, He told me uh, regarding yesterday and his observations as we go back to the national Football League, protecting that shield. Uh, Brian, uh, what what were you wanting to say about yesterday's NFL? Brian Hartman, that's your cue. Well, I just wanted to say that you skip. I uh, I think that Greg Olson is so much better than Tony Romo. It's not even funny. Uh. Can I get an amen? If, if amen. Tony Romo Can I get an hallelujah? Hallelujah. Go ahead, Brian. He he. If he were like the Seahawks quarterback or something, or played for the Vikings, you'd never see him on television doing an NFL game. I got to ask Bino Jeff Henderson. Bino Jeff, you know when Tony first started, you know he had this reputation for guessing the play or whatever it was. Now he just yells and screams. It's like Jimmy Dykes on steroids now. Just yells and screams. He just yells at you for three hours. Yells and screams. I'm not a fan, as you can tell. Yeah, we've had diminishing returns with him. I thought he was pretty good when he started, Tony. I I, I thought he probably was elevated to the their major announcing group a lot faster than he should have been. But I uh, thought he was pretty good when he started. But uh, he's had diminishing returns. And I, I do like Greg Olson. I think he's really good. And the weirdest thing about it is, with those those guys in the NFL, is everything with the NFL so opulent and on top, they pay those guys like a million and a half dollars a game, the front-line guys. Now, if one person tunes in to listen to an announcer, it'll be the first. And you're talking to a guy that announces for a living I, I don't know what it is tony but i i don't notice television announcers hardly at all i don't know if it's because i grew up in the radio era or what it is but when i have a visual i pretty much ignore everything being said by the announcing crew they either have to be really really good or really, really bad for me to even notice. You know, I wondered if I was the only one there that, that felt that way. Because uh, you're the, you're, I don't think too much yeah. about who is announcing the game either. Baseball's different because it's slower. And they, I do notice baseball announcers uh, because they have to feel so much. Uh, but in, in a football or a basketball game, I rarely even hear what the announcer says. 
and look, I'm not trying to be like when Brian's Brian's take because you guys, the living listener, man, woman, and child knows. So I I I don't hide my disdain for the Cowboys and their cockroach fan base. I I don't hide my disdain. I, you know I I'm pretty upfront about that. And now I'm I'm starting to feel sorry for Cowboy fans because you're being held hostage by a terrible owner. I mean, look at the Eagles organization. Look at their organization. I must feel sorry for you. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm playing in two Super Bowls in five years. You guys haven't won two playoff games in 30 years. So, you know, cards on the table here. Tony Romo blows. He blows. I mean, he's, he's media creation like the Cowboys are. He's media creation. I'm with B now. He was good, like, rookie breakout guy. He yells, yells, and scre- just yells and screams over these games. It's like screaming A. Smith in the booth. I mean, screaming A. Smith called and wants his gimmick back. And his voice goes, is so whiny. It's so whiny, and Brian. It sounds like somebody that's doing a weather report out in the middle of a hurricane. Thank you. That's what it sounds like. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, look, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> I mean, Jay's Louise, dude. What are you, hopping paint? <laughs> and, and here's the other thing about Greg Olson. Greg Olson played for the Carolina Panthers, which most people couldn't tell you that. They're just casuals, like Matt Dixon says. But, you know, I mean, he looks like a football player. He's got that big old forehead up there from the whatever it is he did back in the day. Get that big old, his head sticks out, like over his nose almost. But, man, he's really just kind of calls a game. He's not there to act one way or another. Tony Romo, man, he's put on a show now. Like, what are we doing? Hey, Jimmy. I mean, what are you doing? The other thing about Greg Olson, and I'm not, look, I'm Cowboy fan, I'm, I'm not, because I'm not that guy. Today I came on here and said I kind of found the Eagles' victory yesterday. I mean, not that you had know what it's like, but it was a little, it was a, like my son said, it just felt a little too easy. And it was a little less satisfying. Not that you all know what it's like, but I got to tell you, Greg Olson's going to get to call Super Bowl, and he actually knows what it's like to play in one. Bino, what is Tony Romo's playoff claim to fame? Now, look, if you want to put, like, a Roger Staubach in that booth, okay, fine. Back in the day, a Danny White got to a couple championship games and got beat by the catch, Dwight Clark. You want to put him in a – you want to put him in the booth back in the day? Okay, fine. Hey, listen, you elevated Troy Aikman to the thing? I, I get that. I mean, what's next? Is Dak Prescott will be the next great broadcaster? To come from the Dallas uh, family tree, joining Dandy Don Meredith. I mean, is that what we do? You just take the take the next cowboy. Where's Steve Pallor when you need him? That's what Tony Romo is. Where's Babe Laufenberg when you need him? I mean, what are you kidding me? At least Greg Olson, Doug Dickey. Knows what it's like to walk a mile in a man's moccasins 
like Jalen Hurts to actually advance through the playoffs. Bino, correct me if I'm wrong. Tony Romo's playoff highlight is what? Uh, botching a hold on a placement that would have won the game. Who was that against, like Seattle or somebody? Brian, who was it against? Do you remember? I think it was it was Seattle. I, Has I the man ever, did he ever win? I'm, I'm not trying to get ugly. Did the man ever win a playoff game, Brian? Yes or no? Yeah, he. I think he beat Detroit, who hadn't won a playoff game. In- well, Lottie freaking Dottie Tony Jones. He beat Detroit, Titans Bill. Is that what you're telling me? Hey, that's he might have won one other game. Don't rip that. That's something not many people have done. So he's got basically two more playoff wins than I do. I'm here to tell you right now that Tony Romo blows. He's terrible. I'm sick of him. I'm sorry. 865-200-5402. That Greg Olson guy. Just down the list of people you're not sick of. That Greg Olson guy just calls the game. And that Burkhart guy is a really good broadcaster as well, Bino. Really good broadcaster. I hear Jim Nance is going to be done with um, uh, the NCAA tournament. Did you guys hear that? He's only going to call the Masters here going forward. I think this is his last tournament coming up. His last one shining moment. Uh. Have you all heard that? Or did I mishear that or misread that? or? I think that's right. I think he's just going to concentrate. No. Or is it the NFL he's not going to? I don't know. He's, he's, he's paring down a schedule, one of those schedules. But he's not going to give a Masters up. He's never going to give you up, never going to let you down. So we'll go to the phones at 865-200-5402. Look, I don't mean to, and it's not so much that he played for the Cowboys, speaking of Romo, but that is why he's there. I mean, Brian's right. But, you know, if the guy played for the Jacksonville Jaguars, would he have ever, with that voice he has coming out of his mouth, would he have ever gotten a chance to do that? Hell no. Hell freaking no. You know, if the man would have played for the Tennessee Titans, would he have ever gotten a chance to be in a booth? No. How about the New York Jets, Bino? Would he have ever gotten a chance? The Jets are a major market. No. No. He doesn't even and what have... do you do in New York lighting up the Empire State Building in honor of the Philadelphia Eagles? What's wrong with that? I'll tell you what's wrong with that. You're <laughs> in your dang division. That's what's wrong with that. I'm, I know like people like said on Twitter... They had those Jets colors they were never going to get to use, so they just kind of threw them up there. But you got to be kidding me. They're recognizing a future Super Bowl champion. That's what they're doing. That'd be like if they uh, put up Red Sox colors after yeah. they made a World yeah, Series one year. That's, that. similar, that's what that is. Let's go to the phones, 865-200-5402. Look, just because somebody played quarterback doesn't make him a great broadcaster. And Tony Romo's claim to fame literally is is misdiagnosing, mishandling a snap. That's what he's best known for. But, you know, he calls the plays before they happen. 
No, no. He yells and screams all over the broadcast now. In his white, like Brian said, in his whiny tone. Which, look, one thing you say about this show, I never come at you with a whiny tone in my voice. Right, Dino? I'd rather hear Mike Griffith or somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Tony Romo. That's what he sounds like. He sounds like Mike Griffith on there. How about it, Jeremy? Jeremy? Let's go to our phones. Chief? What do you used to say? What Griff used to say, Brian? Hey, Chief! Let's go to the phones. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tom's Ryan. Hey, Ryan, you're on a Monday. Welcome in. Not too much. Hey, did you see Oklahoma storm Bama on Saturday? It was un. Alabama, I'm not sure. Three storms. I'm not sure. I was talking to Y. I'm not sure that. I'm not sure Alabama even watched film for that game. I think they just took a week, took a day off, and just said, you know. Yeah. And you know what's funny? The basketball glitterati, they haven't taken it, they haven't held it against Alabama. They're still on the one line. It's like it never happened. You know, uh, in the way that Tennessee as a brand has become kind of the the villain of the national media, Alabama, as sick as it is, has become a darling. And, yeah. So let me ask you this, Tony. When Tennessee beats them, do we storm the court against them as kind of a nod to the football team and make it four court stormings? Uh, no, no, but you know, Ryan, what we ought to do is we ought to bring. I don't want to do that. We ought to bring Nick Saban up, sit him in Coach <laughs> Coach Filmer's seats, and we ought to sit Nick Saban there so he can see what real defense looks like. Because <laughs> the way we're going to defend them, we are going to bottle them up. Yeah. Well, it was a great Saturday for me, man. We watched the Vols uh, play. By far their best game of the season, and then uh, then my Hoosiers look pretty darn good against uh, Ohio State. At, right after that, hey, your Hoosiers right now are playing go ball, big boy. They're streaking. It, you know, they played in football once, and I was all ball. Uh, I hope they don't play in basketball. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah, because that's a um, like I've often thought, what would happen if Tennessee and Temple played? in college basketball. Now I would cheer for the Vols. I graduated from Tennessee. Yeah. But it would be a really like weird deal and it would like rob me of something. I wouldn't I just right. don't want to see that. And yeah, I they did play in uh I think Football. to start the two thousand eight and two thousand nine season. No, oh, I'm basketball, yeah the, the 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 Deontay yeah. Christmas game or are you talking about the Hoosiers and the Vols, Brian? The uh, Tennessee Temple played. I think Temple yeah. was the opening game in, in one year under Pearl. Yeah, and, te- and ten- Tennessee went up there and got ambushed. Do you remember? Just got destroyed. The next year, yes. After yeah. Deontay Christmas, yeah. I'm talking about playing hey, Ryan, with something on the line. Ryan, let's now. completely hijack this thing, put everybody to sleep. Who's the Colts' next head coach? You know, there's a rumor, and I think uh, the indie sports media is, I'm not a fan of it. The rumor was, that Ursay was going to do Saturday, and they pretty much told him, you, you better not, brother, or no one's going to watch this team. You might have to be like your dad and move again. <laughs> so, ah, get the Mayflower van lines out. Get on the horn to them. I don't, 
if, if no one wants the job, why don't you promote someone from within that's not Jeff Saturday just to do it? Hey, but, guys, you know what's crazy? And this is crazy, right? This brilliant young head coach the Eagles found was a position coach. A position coach from the Colts. <laughs> that's, that's, wow. <laughs> a position coach. That's what Nick Sirianni was. He does not look at, Bino, does he look like an NFL head coach to you? Absolutely looks like an NFL head coach. He's a brilliant young coach. Not good. He's like Josh Heupel. This guy is a sharp, smart, intelligent guy. So, Ryan, you have a Dwight Gooden. Thank you. Good talking to you. And and Bino, he was on your – you could have had him. He was in your employ at one time. Yeah. You could have had him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and now one of, one of the guys who's going to get – a second interview is Shane Steichen, who's on Sirianni's staff, yeah. right? Your offensive now, coordinator. Was Steichen with him, uh, Bino, in, in Indianapolis? I don't you know? remember, Tony. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't remember the makeup of the Colts coaching staff at that time. He's pretty darn good play caller. I'll say that. He's pretty darn good offensive mind. He's done an incredible – they've done a great job developing Jalen Hurts. I mean, I'm – I don't – well, let's do this. So top of the hour legal. And then we go back to our phones, as promised, 865-200-5402. This is your Monday edition. Stats by Will is uh, going to join us tomorrow. Will Warren, uh, exactly 24 hours from when you're hearing this. And I'm really looking forward to Stats by Will. Brian, I know you're a big Stats by Will guy. He uh, he has an excellent. Uh, he doesn't. He does. He does a uh, a real service to uh, the sport of college hoops. Stats by Will Bino. I mean Bry. Yeah, and I think he's trying to. He could also give his thoughts about whether he thinks this is the best Tennessee team, and whether it's better than the team four years ago. Well, I think he has some things to say about that last If this week. team keeps tracking the way they're tracking, there won't be an argument. Because if this team ends up a one or a two seed, I mean, they're going to at least go to the 16, and they're probably going to go to the eight. And the teams, a lot of times, that fans are unsure of around here in basketball or aren't fully on with, are the ones that end up going the furthest. Just the way it is. I don't know why that is. And then the ones that we go fully in on do what last year's team did and just rip our hearts out. And I don't know why that is, Bino, around here, but that is the yeah, way it no. is in hoops. It's Tony, weird. The two, teams, the two teams that have won three tournament games uh, were the J.P. Prince team and... Conzo's last team, and I. There's no way in the world I thought either one of those teams would be the one to win three games. Uh, and I, you know, I. I know one of those was a <clears throat> was a play-in game, but still they won three games. Well, and another team almost won three games that they just held on to that Ohio State game, and that yep. team no one really thought much of. I don't. Yep. I don't think they even won a road game until. Maybe the last two SEC road games of the season. You know, I, I know it wouldn't be the most convenient for Tennessee fans, 
but it would be kind of neat if this team went to Greensboro and made it out of the first weekend and played in a Sweet 16 at Madison Square Garden. I, I, I think that'd be pretty neat. For Ziggy Stardust and Awaka. Right? That that would be, um, boy, that's a great little blog piece in the blog for for tomorrow. That's a well, great thought, Bino. Go to the East. ZZ Stop would... Stars up there in Madison Square Garden, where he told us guys, as a kid, he would go stand on the steps, and he couldn't even get into that. That gives me chills, Bino. As a kid, he said he couldn't afford to go in there. He always dreamed of going in. The, the first time he ever went in the place was as a, as a volunteer when they played you know, that game uh, there. Go ahead, Bry. I think if they had if they got to go to Louisville to play Purdue again, you could exercise a ghost of, of what happened four years ago. Back to the phones we go, 865-200-5402. Was that 16 game in Louisville, Brian? Yeah. Oh, yes. gosh almighty. Hello and welcome into our next call. How are my friends and compatriots doing today? Patriot. Dr. Lynn, welcome in. I was hey, telling Craig how great you sounded the other day, man. Well, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, I'm chugging along here trying to get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm proud of the students and all the fans oh. that showed up uh, uh, for the Texas game, man. That was just great. Bino, uh, oh. were you there? Was anybody there present? <laughs> Uh, I was not, W. Lynn. I watched that one from the comfort of my living room. These guys are That's low dollar. Hey, do. These guys are low dollar, W. Lynn. They weren't getting into that game. <laughs> but uh, I, I noticed that six of our final ten games are against teams that Joel and already has in the field, so it's going to get kind of tough here uh, at the end. Yep. But I think we're prepared for it. Uh, and I looked at that. I've been go, I've been scouring the media guide, Tony. I can only find six total games from the Ray Mears era till now that with two top ten teams played at home. How many? Six. What? Yeah. When both of us are in the top ten at, at in Knoxville, can you I believe can only find that? Six total. I can't believe that. Can you? No, not really. I never thought of it, you know. Well, and, we, uh, we think about it all the time in terms of football matchups. You're saying in the AP poll, you only found six games all time in Knoxville where two top ten teams played the, the Vols and somebody else. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Uh, the first two were in Stokely, 67-68. We, be, we were six. We beat four Vandy. We were also number four and beat number eight, Kentucky. Hang on, hang Went on. Went to zero so, tournament so at the end num- of the year. Versus number four, Vandy. Number four, Vandy in 67. What was the number in 68? 67-68 year. Okay, 67-68. All right. What was the next one, W. Lynn? And what were we ranked? We were, the first one, we were ranked six, Vandy four. All right. The second one, we were four, and Kentucky was eight. We won both of them. Okay, Kentucky. What what year was that? 67-68. Same year. And we ended up 20-6, and 
No tournament, no NIT, no nothing unranked at the end of the year. Wow. What a screwed-up sport that was back then. Yeah. And the second one was one of my favorite teams of all time, and I, I, I'm a, one of the few here that liked Don DeVoe. 80-81. We, had, we were 10. Kentucky was 6. We won that game. Uh, the second one was one of the favorite. It, it was a loss that was kind of like losing to Notre Dame in 90. Even though we lost, I kind of felt good about it. We were eight, and LSU was number four. It was on a Sunday at noon, and I was like saying, why in the world are we playing on Sunday? And we lost that game by one point, went to the Sweet 16, lost to Virginia and Ralph Sampson. So that was 80-81. So, so two of them happened in the same season, which is what's going to happen this year. Yeah. And so, and then uh, the... the and then the, the – so you said there were eight of them, so we're missing – we're no, lacking – No, there, no there, there's six. I just – I've given oh, you four. Oh, okay. And then, the, and then the other one was a couple years ago. Was it 20 – We were number seven. Kentucky was number four in 2018-2019 season. Mm-hmm. The, the, the one we lost to the Purdue Boilermakers and three of the worst calls I've ever seen in the last minute of a game. Wonder how many teams we've had throughout history that were in the top ten. Well, there's probably not many, Bino. I mean, if you think about it, I mean. <laughs> well, top five teams. Rick Barnes has had half of the season, half of the weeks. They've been thirty-four weeks. Now thirty-five with this one, so he will have been. 18 times as Tennessee's coach, 18 weeks to Tennessee's 17 all-time weeks in the top five, which is pretty remarkable. Yeah, we've always kind of been the underdog, and I kind of like that in a way. But I'm not going to turn down a number one seed for Pete's sakes, you know, no. uh, if that happens. No. I'm with Bino. If you but, keep flirting around this deal, um, if you keep flirting around and keep getting to the tournament like we are, and keep getting good seeds like we are, eventually you're going to kick the door down. You have to. Look at my Eagles. Total losers. All those years. I mean, you have to eventually. And you know one thing that really makes me sick is they call these places neutral sites, Greensboro, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina, it's like we should build arenas in Athens, Tennessee, Chattanooga, and Cookville and bid for the NCAA every year so that could be our neutral arena. Well, Nashville is one that's hosted the first and second round at Bridgestone. Or yeah, no, that, 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 that's, that's true. And why don't we come out of there? So Why don't we get out there and play? Never, I don't think they get to host too many times, though. To Brian's I don't know point. that they apply for it. I really don't know that they well, go for that. For You know, in the ACC, those arenas, they got one of them's got a first-round game side every year, you know, first two rounds. Memphis is another site that, that's hosted. I don't I consider think. Memphis close enough for us, really. But um, why don't we build a UTC, a new arena, tear down the roundhouse, and they could Big for it every year. <laughs> yep. See that? W, w Lens. What we're going to do is we're just tack it on 
to that issue for the Titans' new stadium. We'll yeah. Get a, we'll get a new roundhouse built, and then we'll get the Lukey Dome built for Tennessee baseball. <laughs> and Spire Group can help us out. Yes. Spire Boys, James Clawson, dig deep, dig deep. Because, you know, if they, if they send us to one of those North Carolina arenas, I'm, you know, for the first round, I'm just going to, like, say, well, why don't we just go play at Duke or at, you know. Wow. But, uh, you know, I, I'm fired up. It is weird that this fan base, we're not, we're, it's not like we're jumping up and down, running up and down Cumberland with flags. You know, it, it, it is kind of odd how we're, but we're coming back. The students are back. Fan base has got to show up every home game. I'm every home game, WLN. Fan base has to show up every home game. I agree with that. And the students, I love them. they got to show up. I mean, hey, hey you're not going to ever be here where you're in school and yep. your team's in the top five or top ten, yep. you know. Well, WLN, you're my man. Thank you. Incredible phone call from WLN who brought it to the table today. Make no mistake about it. 865-200-5402. We're going to come back on the other side. Go ahead, Brian. They are now number two in the AP poll. They jumped Alabama and Houston. Purdue is number one. The Vols number two, and Rick Barnes is number one. How about that? Rick Barnes is number one, y'all. You know, is that crazy that he's had 18 weeks in the top five? And we've had 17 all-time as a school without him. Is this guy good at this or what, man? Yeah, he's 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 a very good program builder, Tony. Um, there's he's he's just a solid basketball coach and CEO of the program. And if there's justice in this world, he gets that off his back that people put around his neck like a millstone because people do put that around his neck like a millstone and Tennessee gets it off their back. Yeah. Kill two birds with one yeah. stone. You this, know, this fan base I'm, deserves Rick Barnes it. has been to a final four, um, a yep. couple of elite eights, I believe. Um, you know, we've been to one elite eight in our history. So, uh, it, he's, I, I think he's built a solid enough foundation where we're going to go year in, year out, and I still believe that if you do that, you'll you'll make a run. I mean, the one Elite Eight run we made was in the in a string of seven consecutive NCAA tournament appearances. So the Vols are there. Brian, between now and then, do me a favor. Between now and when we play Alabama, get their schedule for me because I want to see if we can have another top ten matchup by the time Alabama gets here or is Alabama going to Alabama's look like look looking to me like they're leaking a little oil right now they were not good in the midweek they were really bad on Saturday teams go through fits and starts during seasons they go through things whatever it is they have illness on their team or a couple of injuries we don't know about or guys slumping or not getting along or it's a long year is the point and guys that play the game will tell you that it's a long season you know you go through things whatever we'll look at their schedule when we come back and try to figure out if we're going to see another one of these historical top five matchups because they're historical w lynn so we've only had eight of them in school history here on our soil w lynn breaking news
continue on the other side to get some more calls in as well. The number, should you choose to jump in, is 865-200-5402. Again, 865-200-5402. TB and the fam, we continue after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Why do people trust Till's Jewelry with their jewelry repairs? Hi, this is Terry Tillis. We feel each piece of jewelry is important to our customers and they deserve the utmost care with every item that is brought to us. Your jewelry is inspected when we receive it to determine exactly what repairs are needed. A photo is taken and documented and then it goes to our goldsmith. Once the repair is completed, the jewelry is reinspected to make sure it has been restored to its original condition. Come see us at Till's Jewelry, located in Columbia and Lewisburg. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Hey guys, this is Mary Catherine with Bug Out Termite and Pest Control. Did you know that most insurance plans don't cover termite damage? Termites cause $5 billion in damage every year. Having a termite inspection done by a termite professional once a year is the best way to determine your home or business is termite free. Our technician will help you determine the best treatment solution for you. Call us today to schedule your inspection at 931-380-9009 or visit us online at bugouttennessee.com. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Columbia Ace Hardware carries Magnolia Home Paint by Joanna Gaines? Columbia Ace Hardware is the only Magnolia paint dealer in town. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware and Power Equipment. We will be glad to help you. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. This is Jim Nance's last Final Four, and CBS has named Iron Eagle as his replacement. Iron Eagle's so old that his son Noah Eagle's now doing games on CBS. Iron Eagle? I call him Iron (laughs) Eagle, yeah. I call, I've always called him Iron Eagle. So Iron Eagle is going to be the new voice of um, One Shining Moment. I wonder, if he'll, I wonder if he'll get into Jim Nance's voice when he, when he pre- previews the upcoming Masters, if he'll go. You had, a, uh, you had a, a Packer, and then you got an Eagle, so you've got two NFC East teams covered doing a, Final Four games. A tradition. Hang on a second here. A tradition unlike any other. From a Packer to an Eagle. We're going to go to our phones. 865-200-5402. Again, 865-200-5402 is the number. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones. By the way, um, what's the other... Uh, what's the other... Um, there are six players left from the 2017 team and Jeff Stoutland, Tennessee's offensive line coach. That's it. So you want to continue to win in the NFL, you better have a great front office or have Tom Brady, which I saw yesterday, the item where the Dolphins aren't interested in Tom Brady being there this time around. I mean, is Tom Brady going to finish his career in, like, the USFL or the XFL? Does he need it this badly, Bino? Uh, apparently, he needs it extremely bad, Tony. Because he's roached. Well, see, he's had several perfect jumping off points. Of course, not by my place to tell him when to quit no. playing. But, yeah, it's... Well, that'd be like these guys, Bino, trying to tell the fans how to think. Now... Yeah, I'm going to tell you something that doesn't work out well. Because I kind of used to be one of those people. When you're doing what you're doing in the media, and I can't tell these young guys anything, but one piece of advice I'd give them is don't don't argue with the fans. Tell the fans what team to like, what team not to like, what team they should appreciate. Or Can't do that. That, that doesn't work. Yeah, Tony, I spent, yeah I go spent ahead. More, go ahead, Bino. I spent more time than I 
usually do on Twitter over the weekend for whatever reason, and I I noticed that uh, I, I know Wes Rucker had done it earlier in the year, and seems like Mike Wilson has taken that up now um, as far as kind of implying that uh, the fans don't appreciate uh, this team enough, aren't paying enough attention to them. Uh, listen, there, there's there's a group of fans that, uh, understandably, based on his his postseason history and what we've seen so far here, uh, that have taken a wait and see attitude until you get to the tournament and um, see if they can take that final step now whether you believe that's right or wrong (laughs) i i learned on here a long long time ago tony that being the thought police uh that's that's too hard a job it's too too, first of all you got no business doing second of all uh you'll 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 get more you'll get more blast back than you want yeah and i'm again i'm not a not a twittiate only play one on the radio. Um, I I just sit there and um, you just can't tell fans. The, the one thing I've done on here is I try to be honest with people about the buzz. And it might be that they're, because those guys, their articles, you know, they might not be getting the clicks they once got. Because the buzz around this team, I mean, I'll just, I'm going to describe it. It's a wait and see thing. Now, whether people want to admit that or not, but that's the way it's going. I'm just telling you. And I started talking about it about three and a half weeks ago. People don't. People aren't buying into this deal. Now, I I guess it's full, one of that, that old adage about fool me once. Because Barnes fooled you a couple times. He has. More than a couple. Yet at the same time, one could say, this group really deserves your love. ZZ and those guys really deserve your love. You can say that. And are these guys a little underappreciated right now? Probably. Yeah. I mean, they're number two in America, and we don't have a tremendous buzz around it about it here locally. We just don't. But I, all I can do is point that out. I'm never going to tell somebody that they should, you know, appreciate something more. It'd be like me walking up to somebody and saying, you know, you really ought to appreciate that song more. Well, that song's a piece of art. I mean, you know, you appreciate well, it if you want. Go ahead, I'll, Brian. I'll say this. The newness of the success the basketball's had is, is, is worn off. Well, that's a good point, it's, too. It's not new. Five years ago, it was a new thing. Yep. It was kind of renewed under Barnes the first till was his third year there. But um, and then again, think about this. No one had been really excited about basketball probably since Bruce Pearl was, was fired. And had to be. So you went three years with Conzo and then one year with, with Donnie Tindall and then two years with Barnes before everyone really started you know, like they could get excited about basketball again. It was, it was a new thing, and the other sports were still floundering. So all that stuff sort of is yeah. factored into 
maybe so, why it's not as appreciated uh, like you think it should and, be and, or some and, think it should be. And I'm not an advice giver for the young guys, but I'm going to tell you, early in my deal, I used to try to tell people how to think. And you should do, then you should get, and you should, and you're not. And, and you know what? You can't win. You're not going to win doing that. You're just not. But let's go back to the phones. And Bino knows we've lived. Like, I, Bino, all you're going to do is make people mad at that point, right? Because they're going to say, hey, you know, what about your, what about this guy in March? What about, you know, uh, what am I going to say to you? What about him in March? Yeah. I don't know. If that's what you, look, if what you want out of basketball season is a long March run, then this guy's probably not for you to this point. To me. Fans have to decide on their own. Yeah. What what they enjoy and what they don't enjoy about a basketball season. That's, yeah. <laughs> you know, and t- and you, you you try to put your thoughts in their head. All they're going to do is is dig in their heels. The two best defenses going right now are the Eagles and the Vols. That's that's reality. The Eagles are tracking to the eighty five Bears with their sack numbers. And the Vols are the best team in the Ken Palm era, and they're number one in Ken Palm today for the first time in school history. Now, I can't tell you what to value. If you tell me this team bores you on the offensive end and Rick Barnes basketball bores you and show me in March, fine. I, I think that's where a bunch of people are. I'm not here to judge them. And if you tell me, well, Tony, you know, unless they play, upper-end teams in Thompson Bowling Arena, the place isn't going to fill up like it has this year, Like unless you're playing out. I'm going to say, okay, well, that looks like that's the case. But I'm not going to argue with it. I mean, why would I argue with it? And why would I tell you how to think? I can't do that. So just some advice to those young guys. Let's go back to the phones. Hello and welcome in. Hey, Tony, it's Charlie. Hey, Char, welcome in, buddy. I last year... Uh... Well, Bino said it, but I always thought it. I, I thought if we could win that SEC championship, yep. we'd do we'd do something in March. Because I've seen Kentucky do it, and I've seen uh, basketball teams in other uh, in other leagues use that tournament as a launching pad to make a run in March. And whenever we got bounced last year, I swore I was done with Tennessee basketball, but. Uh, if he had pulled off that, that win against Kentucky, I, I think we'd uh, that'd be a lot more uh, yeah. chatter about this basketball you're, team. You're, you're probably right. That loss to Kentucky, because I, I, I thought – now listen. Now one thing I will do is call the fan base out when they need to be – like I think that was an excessive overreaction people had to that deal. But again, I'm not going to tell you what to value. But I can call something an excessive overreaction as somebody that sits on here and bathed in that postgame show for two hours, the Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime, which, by the way, will come your way uh, Wednesday night after the Florida game and then Saturday after the uh, uh, return engagement of Stephen F. and Pearl uh, in Thompson Boring Arena. Here's the thing, uh, Charlie, That I think that, that Kentucky game took some starch out of some folks. I, I agree with that. They way overreacted to it. Way overreacted. It was visceral, the reaction to it, almost. Charlie, Charlie, I'll, I'll say this. I, I know in the past, 
when I've become, when I've defined in my mind what I think a coach is here, um, then I'll use whatever I can from that point on to basically cement my point of view. And I think those who who believe that we're going to get into March and we're going to throw a stinker up there, uh, when that Kentucky game happened, that was their opportunity so far this season to see, see, there's what's going to happen. Well, I'll tell you, I was one, I was one of them. Whenever that, whenever that, I mean, I didn't get, I hadn't thought it's close to, to get really upset, but I thought, well, there's big game Rick. And to be honest with you, I was thinking this Texas game was going to be the same thing. And, uh, the truth of the matter is, never comes Rick Barnes, uh, cause I'm about Tennessee, no matter what sport, uh, whatever. What's better for, for the University of Tennessee basketball play, uh, uh, basketball team to, uh, program to, to have somebody that constantly has us in the top ten, always think it can beat anybody on any given night, or have somebody that makes one run in March, you know, just hit and miss. Charlie, I'll answer that question. Give me the guy that's at the helm right now, seven days out of seven. And people could say whatever they want to say about the guy, but he's going to win 25 games a year. And listen, I used to get so frustrated and mad at Temple basketball because they'd be having, they'd have a number one seed and then they would get beaten on Sunday afternoon by Shaheen Holloway and, um, uh, the, the Seton Hall team. I'll never forget that as long as I live. That made me, that, that is still burns in my sports soul. But, cause I always thought, well, Temple's going to win 20 games every year. And other people are going to say, well, you're talking about Temple. I mean, come on, Tony. That's really, hey, Temple's throughout their history, you know what they are now? They suck. They're an afterthought. And so I'm just going, again, I'm not talking about how to think. Buzz Peterson, when he was there for that Kentucky game, could always move down a couple steps, and you could put him over there at head coach again and, and on Chris Lofton Day. Which, by the way, I gotta write some back. Chris Lofton Day, I found out. I gotta do a shame on the shame on the Tennessee administration over that. So don't think I'm not gonna de- deal with you there, uh, Tennessee administration, on that deal. Because we gotta tell the truth around here. And y'all, that's shameful. Y'all's behavior that weekend was a little shameful. We're we're gonna get into that. But uh, Charlie, anything else for us here on the way out? Watching these games in the NFL. Yes. Uh, these. Uh, now maybe I'm crazy. I just played. I've just played high school football. Is all I played, mm-hmm. and and I think the NFL has finally, finally, put too many games in their schedule, and it's affecting what I'm watching on TV. I don't see how you play the Philadelphia Eagles. Never play at Super Bowl. That's that'll be their twentieth regular season game this year. Yep, and I don't see how you do that playing football i love y'all go ball with a 53 man roster go balls to you charlie is he right Bino? too many games uh if you're you're never going to going to uh 
get into your 20th game and play with your football team, Tony. I, I don't know what to do about it, but, yeah, I mean, when generally you think about a normal football season being yeah. 10, 11, 12 games and, and you almost double that, that's that's quite a few football games. Do, do you let them expand rosters and pick up some guys off these alphabet leagues for a couple weeks? These yeah, I think teams? that you I, – I think that they do need to expand rosters, Tony. The, the, for the playoff teams? Yes. Just for like a – because you can't let a team get caught. Well, let me put it to you this way. I'm not trying to get ugly about it, Ewad. But you guys are missing three offensive linemen. The way the Eagles are rushing the quarterback right now, they I mean, they're like the 85 Bears. That's what people are saying. And the Vols are the best defense ever in basketball right now. This is what's going on, okay, my, my two teams. And then we're kind of spotty on offense. The Eagles are kind of spotty on offense, and the Vols are. You know, they're, they're, they're hit and miss. They weren't very good on offense yesterday, but they were playing a great, it's a great, great defense. But, you know, him missing three of their five, I mean, it's not far-fetched to think the Eagles would have knocked Joe Burrow out of that game if they'd have faced him in the Super Bowl. Is it Beanstar? No, I think that would have been a, uh, again, um, unless somehow in two weeks yep. Cincinnati could have gotten some more offensive linemen in there. I think that was going to be a brutal matchup, uh, just a mismatch uh, with your defensive front and Cincinnati's offensive front. Speaking of matchups, Tennessee number two in the current poll, Alabama currently number four. We want Alabama to stay in the top ten. I want to see another one of these historical matchups in Thompson Bowling in a few weeks. Here's the path. Vanderbilt at home. Vanderbilt's playing better basketball. At LSU, LSU is just, they got no chance. They're, they're like the 49ers with Josh Johnson, a quarterback, yesterday. Will they win a game, another game this year? Brian, I don't think they have a chance. And it's no reflection on the kid that took the job. I feel sorry like for him. Like any game. No, it's, they have no chance. Then they host Florida. Florida's pretty good, guys. <clears throat> that Golden guy's going to be a nice coach here. It's a good hire. Not great. Pretty good. They'll give the Vols a good shot on Wednesday night. Uh, Florida will. It'll be a tough game. I agree. Then they go to Auburn. That's a wild card. Now, Brian, the, the, the trouble is the Auburn game, Phil's played on a Wednesday and they were, came here, they would be already in the top ten in that poll. In that poll so they would make it through. <clears throat> the problem is the Auburn game's weekend, right? Yeah, that's the weekend, the game before. It means they have Alabama's to survive that game. They have to survive that game in order to get the Knoxville as a top 10 team. Or is your little insight there? Go ahead, Brian. Well, I think they could still be a top 10 team if they were to lose to Auburn, but I, they'd fall out of the top five. That, that's a tough two-game stretch. They've got to, they've got to go there, then they've got to go to... TBA back-to-back games. Oh, so. yeah. It's a real advantage for the Vols that, that they Yeah, can, I, I you know. think you know, the fact that when that game is played helps Tennessee quite a bit. Our belief is that we will be firmly ensconced in the top ten when that game happens, right? Our path right, to it is, I think so. Our path I, to I it think, is what? I think Alabama could lose that Auburn game and still come in in the top ten if they take care of business in the other three games. And I think we could probably afford a couple losses between now and then and remain in the top ten from, from number two. Or... Maybe one loss, yeah. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome in. 
to our next call. You are live on your Tony Basilio show. Hi. What's up, Tony? Bobby. Hey, buddy. Welcome in. You know, you were saying something about Alabama that that kind of jumped out to me earlier, and and I'm not saying it's your fault. You kind of left out the obvious, right? You said some teams get hurt, some teams get injured. Some teams have a guy murder a guy. That had to be hellacious. On, I mean, I thought you know that's interesting. That really well. I had I didn't even think about that. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I completely slipped my mind. That's exactly right. Since that yeah. happened, they have not been the same. You know, nor should uh, they, they had be. A really Same good game. The game right myself. after it happened. Yep. Um, and then they have looked like crap since. I and, think that would mess with my mind. I think uh, now. Now let's get this right. He didn't commit the murder, but he was with the guy that shot the gun. Is what they're saying. But still, right, but that would shake me. Yeah, that would shake me to the core if I were on that basketball team. No question about that. Now, is he going to get like murder too? I mean, it's capital no, I murder. No, I have no idea. Well, either way, I'm sure he's exactly right. it would shake you to your core. And yeah. those guys, let's not forget, some of these guys, they're, they're like they're kids. Uh, Alabama's best basketball player is he not a freshman? He absolutely. In fact, yes. a couple of them are freshmen. Yes. So I mean, have they dealt with that? Maybe, maybe they've had a friend have something like that. But I don't know, man. It'd be hard to process that at 18 years of age for me. And I'm. 40 almost two it'd be hard to process now yeah um so i you know i hate it for them i really do because i think they're a fantastic basketball team uh and i think they will come in i think they'll they'll muddle together a few wins i think they'll be top 10 when they come in here um can i can i actually talk about that real quick like where is gary Parrish getting off having tennessee like fifth after having them eight and alabama still ranked number two did you see this yesterday? Yeah, yeah, we've invited him on. Brian, you, um, not only Gary Parrish, but uh, uh, Palm is doing it too. What, Brian, is there a CBS Sports bias against the Vols now? Are they going to join ESPN, CBS Sports bias, Brian? Are we here to say that? <laughs> Are we? You know, Tennessee's got a chance. They they have a tougher schedule coming down the stretch than they did in January, so they've got a lot of chances to prove them wrong and to move up in the eyes of those guys. All we're doing is pounding the two best. All we did the last like four weeks is or five weeks is pound the two best teams in the best conference. That's all we did. Yep. I don't know what they want from us. I mean, uh, yeah. pound the flesh. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the Vols are yeah. the Vols are clearly the number two team in college basketball. That's what they are. Now, yeah. if you want to make and, that, if you want to make Zach e- Edie and that, you want to get those guys number one slot. I got no argument with that. Even yeah, though they, they don't do. have a better resume, they're, they're playing in a weaker league. Yeah. Some, some would argue it's not weaker. I, I wouldn't, but some would argue it's not, and that's why. But, I mean, if Purdue wants to be number one, they're, right now they're probably number one. They just, they've just they only lost their game, and we've lost two kind of bad games, frankly. We have two quad two losses. So, mm-hmm. not really good. I guess Kentucky's moved to a quad one, I guess. I'm not sure how that works. But, um, you know, and the, the other thing I wanted to, to hit on, Tony, with the NFL, and then I'll jump, and I appreciate the time, is, the NFL is boring football hmm. again. It's just not for me, not watchable. The the league, and, and I, I think this is why. And maybe Tennessee fan, fans will agree. Uh, Josh Heupel has changed my view of what college fo- or football in general, but college football and football in general should look like. The NFL has the best players; they should put up the most points. 
And if I remember correctly, I read a statistic. This is the lar- this is the lowest scoring NFL season in like 15 years or something the other day. I read that. Like they just they're it's all defense, which is why you're by the way your Eagles are going to win uh win the Super Bowl. Yeah, it is. It's a really good point. It's all defense and Have a good one, Tony. Thank you. Thank you. And it's coupled with terrible quarterback play for the most part. Sub not terrible, but subpar quarterback play. That's sort of the rule of the day. I go back to the weekend when everybody's trying to get in, and you had the likes of uh, uh, Joe Flacco on one side, and then the Dolphins that day started the kid from Kansas State, and everybody's going, this is this is a game to get in? I mean, all the Steeler Nation's watching that game. That's the game? You had, a, you had an 11-6 final score. Hello? <laughs> Hello? You know what I wonder, guys? I wonder if the NFL should fool around with the college hash marks. I wonder if they should change their game and open their field up a little bit. You don't hear anybody talk about that, but I'll throw it out there. Well, you, you know one thing, Tony, from looking at pro leagues, period. Yeah. Uh, when defenses get to the point to where they're winning the majority of the battles, they're getting ready to get a rule change of some sort to put scoring back in the game. Say that one more time. When defenses get the upper hand in any professional sport, mm-hmm. you're getting ready to see a rule change that puts that puts the advantage back on the offensive mm-hmm. side because they want teams to score points. So what will they do? Really? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm thinking – do you do you alter your field? I mean, I, I don't know. Because what's happened now in the NFL, the best athletes are playing defense. That's obvious. There's not a better athlete in the world than an NFL cornerback. There's nothing harder in the world. Or, and it may be an NFL free safety. You watch those guys have to cover that ground as graceful as they are and then have to be able to come over and hit somebody. I mean, is there a harder position in sports? Think about that. I, uh, another thing, Tony, that I believe, I could be dead wrong here, but, uh, you know, used to the college game was a really, really good training ground for what the NFL wanted in a quarterback. Now the style of play is so different in college football from what it is yep. in the NFL that they don't have any ready-made quarterbacks. Uh, and if you do, if you try to play with them the way that makes them successful in college, they can't stay on the field because they're playing against a team that's got 11 guys that uh, the defense you used to play in college had about two of those guys that you figured out a way to avoid. You can't avoid all 11 of them, and your quarterback winds up in the hospital. Well, and that's a problem, right? The fact that I can't keep my quarterbacks upright when I've already changed the rules. I've done everything but put dresses on my quarterbacks, and I can't keep them healthy. I mean, and it, it works. You know? It works within the pocket play. It doesn't work outside the pocket. Right, which is where the game's played now, which is kind of the point. So what do I do? Do I make my field bigger? You know, do do I make my field bigger? That's the question. D1 Baseball announces their preseason All-Americans. Then we go back to our phones, 865-200-5402, the number. Chase Dolander, 
and Chase Burns are first team. And then there are two third teamers. I'm going to see if Bino and Brian can guess them, and we'll get some more calls in after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. 
We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. Two white men and a white woman attacking a black man who's a Democrat, yet you have no balance to anything that you say. You act like a bunch of Southern You are ridiculous. You're a horrible show. You're a horrible representation of Tennessee. Y'all are disgusting. You're disgusting human beings. And either balance it out with someone who has a half a clue what they can talk about. You got a bus driver up there acting like he's better than him just because... Of what? I have no idea what his points are other than what Tucker Carlson told him what to say. Y'all are disgusting human beings. You need to get off the air. Three Dudes with a View, triggering liberals between Dollywood and Graceland Monday through Thursday from 8 to 9 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. I've got our good friend Miles Johnson on the phone. Miles, how are you today? Oh, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Alrighty, well, the normal weekly special, we have boneless chuck roast, $4.99 a pound, ground round for $4.29 a pound, green cabbage, $0.49 cents a pound, three-pound bag yellow onions, $1.99 each, and Coca-Cola 12-packs, two for 13 All right, and people can pick up a flyer when they walk in the door there and find out all your great deals. So that's fantastic. And again, as always, you guys are open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., located right there at 417 West 7th, right in the same plaza as the the post office so everybody can find you so miles you have a great day a great weekend and thank you to, again to you and all the staff and uh, we'll talk to you next thursday okay all right thank you thank you miles all right that's some great deals right there foodland go check them out and uh, the flyer is located right by the door so go in there and check it out this is jack cobb with murray county public schools and the big yellow school bus you're listening to front porch radio on 101.7 wkom in columbia tennessee b is me and b is bino and bino's got a thought for you and then we're gonna go back to our phones bino you have 30 seconds for your thought hit it uh my thought is tony that uh i understand uh, the angst with uh rick barnes and and the lack of uh of march uh uh, success, but uh, he's basically the perfect coach for me. He and Pearl, because they got us there year in, year out, uh, and that's what I want a coach. It gets me there every year. I think, I think we'll still kick the door down. The only one I didn't feel that way about for some reason was Jerry Green. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, and on the way out, the two third team. Uh, Tennessee All-Americans joining both Burns and also Dolander are, Bino? 
Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Burke and Ahuna. You got one. Brian Hartman, who's the other? Ahuna's one of them. Who's the other, Brian? Help him out. It's uh, Drew Beam. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. We're this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Ace now offers free assembly and delivery on grills over $3.99? It's never been easier for you and your family to have a great grill like a Weber gas grill, a Traeger pellet grill, or a Big Green Egg charcoal grill. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware, located at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. NASCAR's back. 
the NASCAR Cup Series. Green flag is in the air at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Heads back to the City of Angels. And they're beating and banging, and Justin Haley hammers the inside wall. For another trip around the L.A. Coliseum. Off four, checkered flag is out, and Joey Logano has done it. It's the Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum. Sunday, February 5th at 3.30 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.